0: Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Ass I'm Rochelle.
1: And I'm Lynn, and today we were talking about Season 6, Episode 5, called Live Free or Twi Hard. Uh, and I did my notes a little bit differently this time, I just want to give a shout out to Super Wiki, I downloaded the script for once. Um, <laughs> and SuperWiki is such a cool website, you guys should really check it out, you can like really deep dive into a character, or a script, or anything like that, it's so much fun. So today uh we start out in a bar called the black rose it's a goth bar
0: it's season six episode five by the way
1: <laughs> i totally said that
0: you did yeah i did oh well okay well we said it again
1: <laughs> that's okay
0: <laughs> i was like i don't think you did though yeah i, I really did don't. i said
1: it. i said it right before my super wiki plug
0: oh okay well yeah that's me with my 10-second memory like a goldfish. So. That's okay. <laughs> there we I'll are. just I'll
1: just repeat. This one's called Live Free or Try Hard.
0: Oh, yeah. You did say that, didn't you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just dumb. It's fine. Let's move
1: along. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> okay. So we start out in a bar called the Black Rose, which is a goth bar. A girl dressed in a flannel shirt is carded by the bartender. Her name is Kristen. <laughs> um, she shows him an ID belonging to an older Asian woman. He scoffs a little but prepares a drink anyways. Um, She kind of looks around the bar anxiously, clearly waiting for someone. The bartender hands her a drink, and she looks around again. Um, She checks her red rhinestone studded phone. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) I had a blue one, though, when I was in, like, middle school. I had one of those, like, Nokia bricks, you know? And it had a little, like, my mom bedazzled it for me. Like, it wasn't even, like, supposed to be that way, but my mom decided that, like, that's what I needed on my phone. And I think, hold on. I think I actually have it in the other room.
1: Oh my god! I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna show
0: you. I'll be right back. In the okay.
1: <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe it. It seems like it would be hard to hold. Like it's. It looked pokey.
0: It
1: was. <laughs> Rochelle just yelled. It was. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'd like it. I've never had a sparkly phone though. Did you find it? No.
0: I didn't find it although it's so it was like the same color as my phone is now like yeah kind of like a, but it was more blue it wasn't like a mint color it was more blue and like it had like a little bit of like a metallic you know too yeah
1: oh you have to put your headphones in Rochelle
0: <laughs> thanks
1: you're welcome <laughs> we're prepared everybody I swear <laughs>
0: I'm trying I promise I'm trying Lordy, lordy, here's the story of my life. Okay, ready? Yep. Bam, headphones.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: Oh, Good job.
1: Okay. I'm all okay. over the
0: place. We need to do like a full on sound check before we start this crap anymore. Yeah, we're we, need, sin- we, need it. we need a checklist.
1: We need a checklist. I'll make one.
0: I should write one down.
1: Yeah, right. Make make a note that we need to make a checklist.
0: I'm gonna write myself a sticky note because I have okay. sticky notes that have my name on them, and I'm gonna stick it. Oh, in.
1: <laughs> that's
0: fancy. Right behind, no, I'm gonna put it. Where am I gonna put it? I'm gonna put it on my. Uh, no, if I put it on the computer, then it'll get out of the. it get in the way. Out of the way. I'm gonna put it on my whiteboard here. <laughs> okay. Plug in headphones. <laughs> <laughs> you doofus.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: There we go. See? Plug in headphones, you doofus. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I put that right on my whiteboard right there.
1: Anyways. Okay. Uh. So Kristen drops her phone, and it is caught by a good-looking young man named Robert who smiles at her. She smiles back. Kristen says, you came. Robert yeah. says, <laughs> Robert says, I told you I would. Shall we sit? So we cut to Robert and Kristen sitting at a table in the bar. Kristen says, I can't tell you that. It's too embarrassing. Robert says, come on. Nothing you could ever say would. I mean, those poems you posted, they revealed who you are. I know you, Kristen. Kristen says, thanks. I actually wrote one today. You want to? Robert says, of course I do. She reaches into her purse to grab the poem, but she gets a paper cut instead. She says, ow, oh, damn it. Robert sees the blood and watches as she sticks her finger in her mouth, and he's forced to look away.
0: <laughs> okay, literally, they took this, like, move for move
1: Oof from Twilight. Twilight, you know? Like, yeah, they totally the did. The whole, like,
0: paper cut at the birthday, she's like, oh, no, well, except for she, like, got a way bigger cut, cut and I don't think she stuck it, like, I don't think she stuck the cut in her mouth. Yeah but like seriously no, but God. like the
1: way she dropped her phone and he caught it was the same as like her dropping an apple and what's his butt catching it
0: robert <laughs>
1: yeah robert
0: well i mean so they use robert and kristen in the supernatural episode right which yeah. is the actors but it's bella and edward is the you know the yep. name of the actual characters
1: yep so kristen says Papercut, i am the clumsiest person ever Robert says, I have to go, and he quickly walks away. (laughs) Kristen yells, wait, but he's gone. Um, So we cut back to the black rose. I think it's the next day because she's wearing a different shirt. Uh, Kristen is seated in a booth, and Robert appears, acting all moody. (laughs) Kristen says, hi. Robert says, hi. I shouldn't be here. Kristen says, so why are you? He sits next to her. Robert says, I can't stop thinking about you. Kristen says then don't. (laughs) Robert says, we can't do this. We can't be together. Kristen says, there has to be a way. Robert says, no, you think you know me, but you don't. I've done bad things. You should run now. Kristen says, I can make my own decisions. I'm 17. (laughs) She leans in to kiss him, but he turns his head away. Robert says, I have to show you something. Kristen says, okay. Robert quickly looks around to see if anyone is watching, and then he lifts up his lift with his hand to reveal sharp things. Kristen gasps. She says, I knew it. Robert says, are you scared? Kristen says, no. Robert says, you should be. Kristen says, I'm just scared I'm dreaming, and I'll wake up in math class.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like the, the the scared for your life thing should probably be happening right now, but it's fine. You know?
1: It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> So she touches her neck and asks, is it going to hurt? Robert says, I could never hurt you. Come with me. Kristen says, where? Robert says, let me show you my world. So we cut to an alleyway at night. Uh, Kristen says, edgy. So your place, is there going to be velvet? (laughs) Robert says, yeah, sure. And his demeanor has totally changed. And his voice, everything
0: has changed. Yeah, everything.
1: He's just like, whatever. So Kristen... um, uh, they stop moving, and Kristen says, "This is it," but it smells like pee. <laughs> a metal. Okay, but like
0: what guys? Okay, mm-hmm. I just had total flashbacks when I was watching this. To when I was at Whitworth, I was there for like a year, and the guys' dorm constantly smelled like cat pee, like a kitty box. You know, like it's like, and so I just. I laughed so hard. I was like, ew, it smells like pee. It's like, like every guy's dorm ever, probably. You know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so disgusting. It was
0: nasty. Ugh.
1: So a metal-grated door suddenly opens, and a big male vampire with long, crazy hair uh, stands before Kristen, who jumps. Uh, this guy's name is Boris. He looks at her and laughs and says, nice work, Robbie. Kristen says, Robert, what's happening? Robert spreads out his trench coat so he can block her escape. I love that, that he's, (laughs) like, he, like, spreads out his trench coat. He, like, holds it open, and he's, like, you you shall not pass. (laughs)
0: Like bat
1: wings. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, Robert says, this is what you wanted, isn't it? Uh, Kristen, terrified, backs into Boris, who tries to bite her, and she screams. And we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to Dean standing next to the Impala, talking to Lisa on the phone. He says, hey, so uh, I'm actually not far. I'm about a, drives, uh, about a night's drive. Lisa says, yeah, so you think, Dean says, well, there's some stuff I got to do here first. Lisa says, of course. Dean says, but I was thinking that I'll wrap up here and, you know, make sure I'm not followed. I'll have to take side streets and I'd have to come at night. Lisa says, will you just shut up and get your ass home? I can't wait to see you. This phone thing's getting old. Dean says, yeah.
0: <laughs> she wants the...
1: <laughs> wow that's all I have to say to that Rochelle
0: <laughs> It wasn't clever but I thought it was kind of funny
1: <laughs> okay I don't know what's going on but this combination of Dramamine and Bloody Mary is making my eyes like totally water and it's hard to read I swear I'm not crying I don't know what's going on
0: I mean I can't tell
1: okay all right. Well, that's fine. Um, Okay. Lisa says, well, call us when you're close and be careful. Dean says, of course, and hangs up. Uh, Sam approaches and Sam says, what are you so stoked about? Dean says, what? Nothing. What do you got? Uh, Sam hands over a pile of missing person flyers. He says, six girls in seven days, which is more disappearances than the city has seen in over a year. All about the same age. Dean says, and cute. Hey, ice cream comes in a lot of flavors, Sam. Sam says, right, sure. Well, half a dozen girls, late teens, a shower away from greatness. Sounds like a profile. (laughs) I mean, what else do they have in common? Dean says, well, six directions to go here. Pick a number. Sam says, seven. Another call just came in today. So they get into the impala. Uh, We cut to Kristen's house. Sam and Dean are talking to Kristen's father. Uh, He says, Kristen's a good kid. A little naive. Sure. You try to be a good parent. Girls are hard. Sam says, (laughs) They are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. I was a nightmare growing up. My poor parents. Sam says, right. Well, we'd like to find your daughter. Uh, Her father says last door on the left. Dean says, thanks. So Sam and Dean climb the stairs. Dean says, what do you think he was talking about? Sam says, drugs. Uh, Dean shrugs. They enter Kristen's room. The walls are painted red and covered with vampire posters. (laughs) Vampire and Gothic accessories are everywhere. Dean says, Oh, this is so much worse.
0: Okay, but like I knew people that had that bedroom, you know? Like,
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, really?
0: Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a thing. That's,
1: uh, I didn't know that. So Sam says, <laughs> Vampires? Dean says, uh, These aren't vampires, man. Uh, Sam shuts the door and they get a sight of a full size cutout of a teen heartthrob vampire. Dean says, these are (laughs) douchebags. Sam says, yeah. They look around the room. Sam says, um, he says, hmm. That's not what he says. (laughs) Uh, Sam looks under a pillow and finds the red laptop computer. He says, aha, all right, let's see what we can see. He turns on the laptop and it makes a screaming noise and a picture of an intense looking fake vampire pops up. They both flinch.
0: And they even used, like, the golden color eyes from Twilight, which I thought was kind of funny. Ah, uh,
1: I didn't notice that. That's yeah. hilarious. Was, okay. like, the,
0: the fakie vampire has, like, gold eyes instead of red eyes, which, I mean, I don't know about all the different vampire lore out there, but since they're kind of going off of Twilight for this one, like, totally. Yeah. Even one of the posters, I think, was kind of, like, posted, like, what it was, like, whoever was in the poster posed, like one of the twilight posters that was like really popular Mm -hmm. you know how like they always do the like the shot from down below like they even do that for all the supernatural posters you know like the boys like they're like they shoot them from down below looking and like looking up at them and they yeah there's yeah (laughs) it's a whole thing (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: hilarious Uh, okay so the laptop makes a screaming noise and sam says that's just uncomfortable (laughs) dean says what's he so bummed about Sam starts pressing keys and a password prompt pops up. Dean looks down and sees a paperback book on the desk entitled my summer blood. The cover illustration is a teenage girl asleep on a bed while a pale skinned, handsome male vampire stands next to the open window, staring down at her. Dean says, look at this. He's watching her sleep. How is that not rapey? (laughs) Sam says, I got to concentrate here, Dean. Um, Dean starts slipping through the pages of the book. Sam tries the password Dracula, but the laptop makes a screaming noise again. <laughs> Dean says, reading from the book, um, he could hear the blood rushing inside her. Almost taste it. He tried desperately to control himself. Uh, Sam tries another password and the laptop screams at him. Dean, re- <laughs> Dean reads, Romero knew their love was impossible. Romero, really? Sam says- It's said, almost
0: Romeo. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah. 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 Dean says, or Sam says, Dean, shut up. Dean says, this is a national bestseller. How is that possible? (laughs) Sam tries another password and fails. Dean says, hey, try Lautner. Sam types it in and says, wait, he's a werewolf. How do you even know who that is? Dean says, are you kidding me? That kid's everywhere. It's a freaking nightmare. (laughs) The laptop rejects uh, Lautner as well. Sam says, hey, how many Ts are there in Pattinson? And then the laptop accepts the password. Sam Mm -hmm. says, that's it, we're in. All right. Dean says, well? Sam says, well, her inbox is full from some guy claiming to be a vampire. Dean says, a real vampire? Sam says, well, uh, and he reads, I can only meet you at night. I don't trust myself with you. The call of your blood is too strong. (laughs) Vampire fishing for victims? Dean says, probably just a human mouth breather, right? Sam says, on the other hand, talk about easy prey. Mm Dean says, for actual vamps. Sam says, yeah, I mean, these chicks are just throwing themselves at you. All you got to do is, I don't know, write bad poetry. (laughs) It's true. Sam says, wow, this guy wanted to meet her at a place called the Black Rose. Dean says, give me a break. Sam says, just reporting the news. Dean says, it's probably just your standard issue perv, right? So we cut to an alleyway at night. A white van rolls down the alley. A black SUV suddenly pulls in front of it, blocking it. A couple of vamps jump out. One pulls the driver out of the van while the others quickly unload white styrofoam coolers. The driver says, stop, let me go. Uh, The other vampires continue to unload the van while the driver starts screaming. Um, They steal everything from the van, jump back back into their SUV and drive away, leaving the driver's broken body behind. Um, The camera pans past the side of the blood-splattered van, which reads, make a difference, give life, blood donation counts. Only so day- if it makes it there. <laughs> I know, <laughs> man. So we cut to daytime. Uh, Sam is next to the Impala talking to Samuel on his cell phone. Uh, Sam says, okay, so now you're sure it's vampires, 100%. Samuel says, definitely. We got a pattern now. Kids go missing. Blood bank van gets jumped. This is the fourth town. Clincher is, this last hit, driver was found, throat ripped out. Sam says, okay, they grab kids. That's food, right? But if they already got a bunch of walking, talking juice bars, why bother with the blood mobile? It doesn't add up. Samuel says, find the nest, figure it out. So they hang up. Uh, we cut to nighttime at the Black Rose. Sam and Dean are sitting at a table. Dean says, well, you wanted emo chicks. I think we hit ground zero. <laughs> a waitress in a rubber suit gives them their drinks. Dean says, thank you. And then she walks away. He says, "Do you think she wears all that rubber to the beach?" <laughs> Sam starts so snarky! There. I know. Geez, what do you got against emo kids? Come on. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Dean says, "When's the last time we had a beer together?" Anyways, Sam says, "There," and they see a teenage boy in a black coat and a dog collar chatting up a pretty teenage girl. Sam says, "What do you think? He's hitting on her hard enough, real?" Dean says, "I don't know. It's hard to tell." He continues to look around and sees two other young men talking with girls Dean says hey we got multiple choices Sam says great three of them and two of us and then they watch as one of the guys kisses another guy Dean says okay make that two of them mm-hmm. um, Sam says one's on the move uh, the other man they have their eye on leaves the room as well Dean says all right you go with Ephron. I got Bieber so they part ways what's
0: wrong with Ephron? i know right i mean bieber i understand like geez that kid but like (laughs) yeah what's wrong with
1: zach efron i don't know i like zach efron me too so sam follows one of the two guys uh down into the lower level of the bar and finally into a basement the vampire he was following is hiding behind the door and springs at him uh in one motion sam decapitates him with his machete so we cut to an alley behind the black rose uh to do to do to do The teenage boy and girl run into the alley, giggling. The boy says, are you sure, baby? Are you ready to join me in eternity? Mm -hmm. He presses her up against the door and starts kissing her neck. The girl says, oh my God, totally. (laughs) He's about to bite her when Dean grabs him and throws him. The boy says, hey, Dean says to the girl, go, get out of here. The boy says, wait, what? Dean slams him against the dumpster. And the boy says, what the hell are you doing? Dean says, "Open your mouth." So the boy does, revealing fangs—just two on his canine teeth. Dean says, "Take those out." So the boy pulls out the fake fangs. Dean says, "Oh, for the love of—what are you? Twelve? Are you wearing—are you wearing glitter?" The boy says, "I only do it to get laid, man." Dean says, "Does it work?" The boy nods. Dean says, "I'll be damned! All right, bop your way out of here. Go!" And he yells after him, "And use a condom!"
0: I love how, like, Dean's just, like, shouting sex advice at random teenagers in alleyways, you know?
1: Like... Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs>
0: that's kind of great.
1: So Dean starts to walk out of the alleyway, but Boris says, you're pretty. He Dean turns, is, though. <laughs> he is pretty. <laughs> Dean turns and says, I'm sorry. Boris says, I said you're pretty. Dean says, yeah, sorry again, pal. I don't play for your team. Boris grabs Dean and throws him through the air. Dean lands on a dumpster and rolls off into a pile of garbage bags. Um, As Boris approaches him, Dean grabs a hold of a large pipe and takes a swing at Boris, but he ducks easily. He soon has Dean pinned against the dumpster and begins punching him. Sam walks into the alley, quickly surveys the situation, and runs a few steps, but he suddenly stops and just watches. Uh, Boris has pinned Dean with his right arm and then brings up his left wrist uh, when bites him, bites his own wrist with his fangs. Dean cannot move. Boris smears his blood all over Dean's mouth, and Dean can't defend himself. A corner of Sam's mouth twitches upwards into a little smirk. After he's sure that Dean has swallowed some of Boris's blood, Sam pulls out his machete and yells, No! Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. No. (laughs) (laughs) So Sam rushes at Boris, who releases Dean who collapses on the ground. Sam and Boris stop and look at each other for a second. Sam makes a few slashes with a machete, which Boris evades. He laughs and makes a bye-bye wave before running away and climbing up the wall.
0: <laughs> makes a bye-bye wave.
1: Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> like bye. Yep. So Dean lies on the ground next to the dumpster, panting blood all over his mouth. Dean says, Sammy. So we cut to the boys' motel room. Sam shuts the curtains. Dean holds his hand to his head. Dean says, oh, God, what is that sound? Sam says, what sound? Dean pushes over the lamp, and it crashes to the floor. There's a siren and honking of passing fire trucks, and it gets louder and louder. He hears the muffled sounds of the TV in the neighboring room, and he pounds on the wall. Dean yells, hey, come on, keep it down, damn it. He turns and winces at the lit bulb of the, light, of the lighting fixture hanging from the ceiling. He says, please, please, shut that off. Jeez. Sam turns off the light. Uh, do 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 Sam says Dean you should sit down. Dean says you sit down. Uh, He sits on the edge of one of the beds and cradles his head in his hands. Dean says of all the ways to die I never thought it was going to be like this. Sam says Dean nobody is going out. Dean hears a loud mechanical ticking sound. He looks over to the nightstand and sees the alarm clock flip over to 1111. Dean says is that Sam says what? Dean rips the clock's cord out of the wall, causing sparks to shoot out. He faces Sam. Dean says, Samuel is going to kill me when he gets here. Sam says, no, Dean, he's not. Dean says, yes, he is, because I'm going to ask him to, because you won't do it. Sam says, okay, just hold on for a second. Dean says, for what, huh? Look at me. Sam says, we can figure this out. Dean says, how? Why aren't you freaked out? Sam says, of course I am. Dean says, really? Because I can hear your heartbeat, and it's pretty damn steady. Sam says, That's because I'm trying to remain calm. Dean says, Look, Samuel will know what to do. Dean says, Come on, man. I'm a monster, okay? This is not a problem that you spit, spitball. We got to deal with this before I hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Sam says, How's it feel? Dean says, Now? Now you want to talk about my feelings? <laughs> Sam says, No, I mean physically. Dean says, How do you think it feels? Not good. Dean gets up and heads to the bathroom. Sam says, Where are you going? Dean says, Bathroom, okay. News flash, Mr. Wizard. Vampires pee.
0: <laughs>
1: the more you so, know. Yep. So Dean goes into the bathroom. He splashes water on his face and then looks at his reflection. He lifts his lip with his fingers and sees that fangs have already grown in. After a moment, he turns the water on again. Uh, in the other room, Sam is about to get a glass of water and he hears a strange noise coming from the bathroom. So he knocks on the bathroom door. Sam says, Dean, He opens the door and sees that Dean has escaped through the bathroom window. So we cut to Lisa's house. Um, Dean stands in her bedroom watching her sleep. Just like Like a creeper. (laughs) Like a creeper. That's right. A barking dog wakes her up and uh, Lisa sees Dean and sits up startled. Lisa says, Dean. Dean says, hey. Lisa says, hey, I wasn't expecting you for a couple days. Dean says, yeah, I wanted to see you. He sits on the bed. Lisa says, what's up? Are you okay? Dean says, listen. Lisa says, what's going on? Dean says, it doesn't matter, but I need you to know, you and Ben, just uh, thanks, okay, for everything. Lisa says, Dean, you're scaring me. Dean can smell her blood now. He rises and takes a few steps. Dean says, oh, God, I'm Pattinson. (laughs) Lisa says, what? Dean says, nothing. I got to go. Lisa says, no, you can't just show up here like this. Dean says, believe me, I wish it was different. Lisa says, just stop and explain to me what's going on out there. Dean says, Lisa, I can't bring this crap home to you. Lisa says, are you talking about your work? Dean says, I'm talking about my life. It's ugly and it's violent and I'm going to die soon. Lisa says, just tell me, just tell me what the hell is going on. She grabs his arm. Dean uh, can hear her heart and can't handle it. He grabs her shoulders and presses her against the wall. His eyes narrow and he moves in close to her and his he starts to slowly go over to his, her throat but he pulls himself away and faces the other direction and his fangs are out <laughs> lisa says dean dean says i gotta go And dean runs into the hallway covering his mouth with his hand ben comes out of his room rubbing his eyes ben says dean dean says ben just stay there ben says i thought i heard you Dean says, I said, stay back. And he pushes Ben really hard into the wall before running out of the house. Little turd. I know. I can't believe how hard he, I mean, I know he's got like super strength now, but.
0: My guess is that it's probably because he doesn't know his own strength currently. You know, it's yeah. not like he tried to shove him that hard or whatever. He's probably just like, dude, get away. Like, don't, you know. Yeah. But
1: So we cut to the boys' motel room. Uh, Sam and Samuel enter the room. Samuel's got a large duffel bag. Samuel says, can't keep track of your brother now. Sam says, well, I didn't think he'd just. Samuel says, he's not himself, Sam. He's a monster and he's hungry. you got to be prepared to do the right thing. Dean says, I told you he'd kill me when he shows up. Uh, Sam and Samuel look over and see Dean hunched in a corner in the dark. They quickly pull out their machetes. Samuel, Samuel says, did you feed? Dean says, I went to say goodbye to Lisa, which for the record was a lousy idea. Samuel says, Dean, answer the question. Dean says, you can relax. I didn't drink anyone. Samuel says, thank God. Dean says, but I came close. All right, do it. Samuel says, okay, if you insist, or I can just turn you back. Dean says, what? Sam says, what? Samuel gives Sam a weird look, but looks back to Dean. Samuel says, I didn't drive all this way to kill you, Dean. I'm here to save you. So we cut to the three of them sitting at a table. Samuel opens up his journal and gives it to Dean. Samuel says, that's my grandfather's journal. journal. Cure's an old Campbell recipe, kind of like the soup. Uh No one's tried it since God knows. What I hear, this stuff is a bad trip. Dean says, awesome. Samuel says, hey, the cure is good, but a lot of this is on you. You drink, you're done. It won't work. I'm talking one drop of human blood. Dean says, I got it. Samuel says, do you? Because you will feed. It's a matter of time. Dean says, what else do we need? Samuel says, some stuff we got, some we got to get. Trickiest thing on the list is the blood of the thing that turned you. Sam says, that guy was huge. Samuel says, there's nothing in the recipe about easy. Dean says, I can get it. Samuel says, you're going to walk right into the nest Dean says, well, I'm one of them, aren't I? So I all I got to do is get in there, get the guy alone, and shoot him with so much dead man's blood that he'll think he's rushing a fraternity. <laughs> <sighs> Sam says, I should come with you. Dean says, no, dude, you reek. You're like a walking hamburger. I got to do this solo. Sam says, yeah, except we haven't been able to find him. Dean says, no problem. I can smell him. Two miles east of town. You guys get the other crap and meet me there. Sam head, or Dean heads towards the door. Samuel says, Dean, and he holds out a large syringe. He says, it's dead man's blood. Now there's enough in there to drop a linebacker and then some. Good luck, son. So Dean takes a syringe and leaves. Uh, Sam is still gathering up supplies, and Samuel is looking at him weirdly. Samuel says, what the hell's wrong with you, Sam? Sam says, what do you mean? Samuel says, you knew about the cure. Sam says, what? No, I didn't. Samuel says, but we talked about it months ago. Sam says, not me. Must have been Christian or something. Samuel says, huh, that's strange. Because if you had known, it'd be almost like you let him get turned. Get a man on the inside. Help us find that alpha vamp we've been looking for. Sam's being a dirty, rotten liar. I know. And you can totally tell. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sam says, are you serious? You think I'd do something like that? Risk my own brother? Uh What's What's wrong with you? Look, I'm almost relieved we can fix him. That's not what he says. He says, look, I'm just relieved that we can fix him. So we cut to outside the vampire's lair. Um, Two vamps leave the building, and the metal grate door starts to swing shut. But we see Dean has attached a rope to it, allowing him to keep the door open. So he sneaks into the building. Uh, Where am I here? Uh, Oh, Dean walks through a hallway of the warehouse, which is um, when his way is suddenly blocked by Robert. Robert says, "Sup." Dean says, hey. I'm. Uh, Robert says, that guy Boris turned outside the bar, right? He said to look out for you. Dean says, yeah. Robert says, well, glad you made it, man. He raises his <laughs> fist for a fist bump. He's like, hey, bro. <laughs> exactly. So, so Dean fist bumps him. Robert says, follow me. Uh, you must be starving. Dean says, "Uh." Robert walks up to a fridge full of blood bags. He opens the door and gets a bag out. Robert says, here you go. Dean says, I'm okay. I killed so many people on the way over here. So (laughs) Robert says, yeah, about that. Company line is we don't just kill people anymore, but you got to tell me what that's like. Dean says, yeah, yeah. First chance I get, I'll show you myself. Robert says, sweet. Robert Robert drinks some blood bag and Dean follows him down some stairs. Uh, There's a bunch of vampires standing around. Robert says, don't worry about them. They're jealous. The recruiters get to bang all the chicks. That's you now, bro. Dean says recruiters Robert says yeah the big man will explain so they're now in a large room seated at a desk in front of a laptop is Kristen who's now a vampire Mm -hmm. Boris leans over her and he's got his hand on her back Boris says to Dean be with you in a minute and then dictating to Kristen as she types into the computer your skin is the black velvet of night nice stupid bitch will eat that up and she'll be dying to meet he leans in closer and takes a long sniff of Kristen's hair, which is disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Yuck. Dean looks around and sees that there are several newly turned vampire girls locked in cages sucking down blood bags. Boris says to Kristen, go get yourself some blood, sweetheart. Then march that little ass right back here, okay? Uh, to, 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 to Dean, he says, thank goodness. Thought that hunter chopped your head. Dean says, no, I got away. Sorry, what's a Hunter. Boris says you'll see when he finds us. You'll see him inside out. You eaten? Dean says yeah. Boris says good. You'll need your strength. Dean says four. Boris says Robert didn't tell you. How old do I look? Dean says 33. (laughs) Boris says you're off by about six centuries and these are the best days in the last 600 years to be a vampire. Dracula, and Rice, please, these stupid little brats are so horny. They've reinvented us as Prince Charming with a Volvo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. They want a promise ring with fangs, so I give it to him. You, you go out and get them and bring them home to me. Dean says, so what's with the cages? Boris says, oh, that's just, you know, until they're compliant. Eventually, these girls will go out and they'll fetch me boys like you. And around and around we go. Dean says, gotta say, I'm impressed. This whole system, is it all you? Is it all you? My voice just cracked. That was weird. Hold on. I need to take a drink.
0: (laughs) It's all good. Mine's been doing that. I've discovered that the mute button is great (laughs) in case I need to like sneeze or cough or I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. hey.
1: Dean says, I'm impressed. This whole system, is it all you? Boris says, no, no, I just implement, you know, make sure you all follow mine. He points to the ceiling and says, it's his, our father's. Dean says, your father's. Boris says, aren't you the curious one? Dean says, oh, you don't know the half of it. Boris um, leans in closer, uh, creepily close to Dean and says, in due time, you want the private tour, don't you?
0: He's still propositioning him just like he was when he turned him. <laughs> yeah, he
1: is. <laughs> Dean says, thought you'd never ask. So Boris steps away and makes a beckoning motion with his finger. He, he turns his back on Dean and starts to walk the other way. Dean reaches into his pocket and grabs the syringe of dead man's blood. He raises it, but one drop leaks out and hits the floor. Boris hears it and turns. Dean tries to stab Boris with the needle, but Boris grabs Dean's, Dean's arm. Gets him behind him and twists his arm behind his back. With his other hand, Boris grabs Dean in a chokehold. Boris says, You playing games with me, boy? And then he squeezes Dean's arm until Dean is forced to drop the syringe. Uh, Suddenly, Boris's eyes are drawn upward. He begins to hear whispers. He releases Dean and, after a moment, falls flat on his back. Then he hears the caged vampire girls dropping to the floor. After another moment, though, he collapses as well. A series of visions flashes through his mind. We see a man sitting on a bench, a little girl in a frilly dress with a flower in her hair, a graveyard filled with white crosses, a cell dividing, the alpha vampire reaching out with long, sharp fingernails, uh, blood rushing through a vein, a computer animation of the circulatory system dissolving into a roadmap where the highway pump, where the highways pump like veins. A red circle is drawn around Aurora, Illinois. Uh, we also see an ivy-colored house, an ivy-covered house, not colored, <laughs> uh, where the little girl is having a tea party on the lawn. She feeds her doll's blood. We sketchiest this, shit. It's a, yeah, it's an interesting vision. So the girl is standing under a tree, and suddenly a twin flickers in beside her. She smiles, and we see that they both have fangs. Uh, we see a weather vane with a bird, and... Uh, the alpha vampire and the twins. He straightens up and points. We see the front hallway of a house, the doors open and the twins walk through hand in hand. Uh, And then we see the alpha vampire reaching. Dean comes out of the vision. He rolls over to his back and stares up at the stained glass ceiling, which is blurry. He looks around and realizes that Boris is up and letting the vampire girls out of their cages. Dean rises and starts running One of the vampire guards rushes down the stairs and attacks him But is quickly brought down by Dean After he injects him with the dead man's blood Boris says to the rest of the vampires Go get him Dean runs up the stairs uh, And he's attacked by another vampire But he tosses him down the stairs Into the crowd of advancing vampires Um, Next he encounters Robert uh, But Dean quickly Beheads him so the right car, off yeah no more robert oh <laughs> poor edward <laughs> yep. so we cut to uh sam and samuel driving samuel's van parking next to the, the impala samuel says this must be the place uh sam shushes him something lands on the roof of the van and a vampire suddenly peeks out on the driver's side and smashes the window and reaches for samuel uh, we cut to back inside the vampire's nest. Uh, Dean is on the upper level of the main room. Another vampire climbs up the railing and attacks, uh, but Dean decapitates him. More vampires attack him. So s- cut back to Samuel and Sam. Sam has already taken care of the vampire. The corpse slides down the windshield and leaves a bloody streak on the windshield, which reminded me so much of the movie Scream. Not the first one. Oh, yeah, the first one. With the,
0: I watched that with you, right?
1: Yeah, you did. Where the body, like, kind of slides down the windshield and there's blood everywhere. And Courtney Cox, like, turns on the windshield wipers and it's just blood everywhere. Anyway. I don't remember
0: that part. I remember something about a garage door.
1: Oh, yeah. Ugh.
0: And then I remember... Oh, what else do I remember? Not a whole lot, quite honestly. Like, I remember them kind of like trying to escape out of the house and like running through like a field or something like that, or maybe mm-hmm.
1: or Yeah. Yep. Yep. That happens. We'll have to watch it again. Yay. <laughs> Samuel says so much for undercover. Sam says, let's go. So we cut to um, Dean jumping off the, the second floor and landing on the ground with his new vampire abilities. Uh, the nest is quiet. He's killed almost everyone. Uh, His eyes dart back and forth looking for Boris, but Boris is waiting in the shadows around a corner. Boris finally says, you've stopped nothing, you know that? He steps out into the open. He says, this is much bigger than you and me. Dean readies his machete. Boris lifts his hand and makes a beckoning motion. Up above, Sam and Samuel creep through the carnage. Um, Headless vampire bodies are everywhere. Samuel says, looks like your brother has some Campbell in him after all. They arrive in the main room and see Dean sitting down. Sam says, Dean, are you okay? Dean says, yeah, I'm good. And we see that he's using Boris's head as a footrest. <laughs>
0: he's like Captain Morganing it.
1: <laughs> yep, he totally is. <laughs> Eric does the Captain Morgan pose so often for pictures. That's like his main pose.
0: <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, is it? <laughs> I mean, it kind of is, though. Let's be real.
1: Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> okay so we cut to the boys motel room um samuel squirts a syringe of boris's blood into a jar that holds the cure potion samuel says if this works you know it's not going to be a kitty ride you know that dean says that's great light her up he's like i don't care (laughs) yeah he's like hurry up i'm fucking hungry i'm about to eat one of you yeah so sam says so what'd you see in there dean says what sam says in the nest what'd you see Dean says, Sam, I can't hear you. Your blood's so freaking loud, okay? Just back off. <laughs> so Samuel pours the potion into a coffee mug. Dean says, all right, give me the damn cure. So Samuel hands the mug to Dean, who takes a whiff and recoils. Uh, and then he says, Lahaim. Dean chugs the potion, tries to keep it down. Nothing happens. Dean says, I don't think it. And then suddenly he spins around and projectile vomits blood into the wastebasket. Like a
0: lot, a lot. He's like puking out the vampire right now is what's yeah, happening. <laughs> it's
1: a lot of blood. It's gross how yeah. much liquid comes out of him.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so Sam says, Is it working? Samuel says, Either that or he's dying.
0: She's <laughs> like, Well, one or the two. One of the yep. one of the two, one or the two, whatever. It's fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Dean uh finishes horking and uh, <laughs> Uh, he clutches his stomach and moans his fangs have descended and his eyes are bloodshot he starts to get flashes of the evening playing out in reverse so he sees dean uh or well we see dean using boris's head as a footstool boris beckoning him as he readies the machete dean uh injecting the guard with dead man's blood boris invading dean's personal space (laughs) boris sniffing (laughs) kristen's hair ben getting pushed into the wall Dean watching Lisa wake up. <clears throat> then he sees Sam and Dean in the alley after he was turned. Um, blood on Dean's mouth, Sam fighting Boris, Boris smearing blood all over Dean's lips, Sam watching the attack, Boris roughing Dean up against the dumpster, and finally Sam's mouth ticking upward into a smirk as he watched Dean get turned. So Dean's eyes open. The world is silent again. He tries to process what he's just seen. He blinks a few times and struggles to sit up. Sam and Samuel rush over to help him. Sam pats him on the chest, but Dean eyes him warily. He realizes that his brother threw him under the bus. He's like, why?
0: Have you seen that video with the cat that's like talking? I mean, he's not really talking, but kind of, you know, like he's. And they like put captions to it, and one of them is like, Why, ya.". yeah, you know,
1: like, uh... <laughs> just... that's, like, that's cute.
0: <laughs> He's eyes in him,
1: eyes in him. So we cut to Sam and Samuel packing up their supplies. Uh, Dean enters from the bathroom. Sam says, Hi, so what'd you see? Dean says, What? <laughs> Sam says, In the nest, what'd you see? Dean says, well, I'm still trying to work through it, but I'm pretty sure they're not figuring anything out on their own. They're getting orders from the top. Uh, where to go next? Everything. Samuel says, top, as in, Dean says, they're alpha. At least that's what I think it is. They've got some psychic thing happening. He sends them messages. Sam says, saying what? Dean says, honestly, recruitment drive. They're alpha's building an army. Samuel says, well, that's comforting. Dean says, that's not the worst. Sam says, then What is? Dean says, we don't scare them anymore. So we cut to the alley behind the motel. Uh, Dean is standing next to the Impala calling Lisa. Uh, He gets her voicemail. It says, you've reached Lisa, leave me a message, thanks. Dean says, hey, Lisa. Uh, But then the automated voice says, to continue recording, press one. Dean ends the call, and then Sam is standing in front of him. Sam says, how'd it go with Lisa? Dean says, it didn't. Sam says, I'm sorry. Dean says, yeah, at least you got my back. No matter what happens, I can always count on you. Right, Sammy? Sam says, yeah, of course, Dean. And credits.
0: Okay, so my thoughts on this one. I just, okay, I was I wouldn't, hmm, I wasn't what you would call a super Twilight fan. But, mm-hmm. like, I have all the books. I read them more than once. Because, okay, this was back in, like, Middle school, okay, give me a break, you know. Right, right, right. right. (laughs) But like, okay, so I just love all of the Twilight references that they make in this. Oh yeah, it's just hilarious. I just, I can't. It's just great.
1: (laughs) Like, it is great, and it just makes so much fun of it, which I love.
0: I know, right? Well, and so the funny, so like, I'm like sitting here, like writing down all these references, right? Like, okay, the guy like talks like Edward. You know, there's like the same, um, oh, the same like lines and that sort of stuff that they use in it in this, you know, when they're in the bar with Robert and Kristen. And also it's kind of great that they're Robert and Kristen.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. That is amazing.
0: But like, okay, they're while they're exploring Kristen's room, like they, I'm pretty sure. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that they use the same music from Twilight in when they're like, expl- you know, like the background music or whatever. Like, I'm fairly certain it's exactly the same. You know, that's,
1: like, that's hilarious.
0: And like, you know, all you know, the the setup with like, you know, the whole like receptionist typing the like Kristen when she's you know, becomes a vampire or whatever and she's, mm-hmm. like, typing in, like, how they walk them through and he's, like, the ma- It's, like, the Volturi setup, you know, where it's, like, you got the powerful vampires that, like, hang out in Rome that they're, like, the boss over the things, you know? Yeah. Like, it's totally the same thing. And, like, even when they do the flashbacks, like, when Dean is, like, you know, unconverting.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like, he's turning back into a human. Like, even how they do the flashbacks, it's, like, all, just the way of, like, the kind of, I don't know how to describe it, like, just the quality of the video when they're doing that is, like, the same as the flashbacks they do. Like, there's so much of it that's, like, copied almost directly from Twilight. Oh,
1: see, I don't remember that. I don't yeah, remember like, flashbacks in Twilight, so. Yeah, he
0: even, okay. and the, the guy even, like, talks like Edward. You yeah. know, like, his lines are, are like, the same, and so are Kristen's lines, but, like, his voice even, you know?
1: That's <laughs> so funny. Like, so they did a good job.
0: They did it. It was funny, you know? Like, and, because to me, like, yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm, like, a super fan of Twilight, you know? I mm-hmm. used to, like, like it, but I was never even, like, that into it, you know? yeah. I had a lot of friends that were so I was like, Oh yeah, uh huh, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, like yeah. when was, it was never really like that big of a deal for me.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: And so it's just kind of funny, like hee hee, he you know, like I think yeah. this is this is great. This is just real great making fun of this, you know. Yeah.
1: But. I, I know we, we've talked about Twilight on this podcast before, but my cousin was, like, die hard for Twilight. Yeah. Um, and she, so she made me go see all the movies. She made me. She fucking forced me. <laughs> so I've seen them all. Yeah. But do I remember them? No. But I made her go see all the Harry Potter movies with me, like, on the midnight openings. so that's why she did that to me.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, like, I definitely saw all the movies. I own all the movies. I own all the books, you know, like, it's not that I don't like it. I just don't really care about it anymore. And I never Mm -hmm. was really like a diehard fan, even when it was like really popular.
1: Yeah. I'll say again that like, I, I read the first book and I, the first book and I liked it. I did not like the second book, so I didn't even finish it. Yeah. Um, and then I hated it, hated it cursed it but (laughs) but it got so many teens reading yeah that that was really really cool
0: yeah Um, I do I don't mind the books like I I if I were to read them again I'd probably be you know it would be decent but it probably wouldn't be like oh this is so captivating you know (laughs) right
1: yeah yeah I read
0: them in middle school you know
1: (laughs) yeah whatever
0: but yeah if you ever want to borrow the books I have them all
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you. I don't think I will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fine. There is, okay, I am curious, though, because, so, I guess Stephanie Meyer, like, um, she put out a new book recently, uh, like, it's a Twilight book, but it's just Twilight, but from Edward's perspective, so it's not, like, any new story from what I've gathered, it's just, yeah. like, his version of what happened you know so you there's...
1: should listen to the audiobook because it's narrated by Jake Abel who plays Adam Winchester
0: i could do that but here's the thing is audiobooks i would only listen to in the car we've had this conversation audiobooks yeah. i only listen to in the car yeah and when i listen to audiobooks before on like road trips and stuff with like my parents or whatever i zone out so bad because I'm like paying attention to everything that they're saying. And so I don't like, I don't want to like zone out driving down the freeway. you know?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I get it.
0: I feel like I could try it once and see what happens. Like I can listen to podcasts, but even then I still kind of like, you know, I get to where I'm going and I'm like, I don't remember getting here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I hate that feeling.
0: Like, and I know I was safe, but it's just like, okay, um, I don't really remember much of that drive.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to see, but I I do, I do want to read the book. And I feel like because I own all the other books, I kind of want to buy the book just so that way I have like the full set or whatever. Yeah. Even though like, I don't really care to have the full set anymore, but that's just like my weird OCD kicking in. Like if I have a book that Isn't it like, I have books that are in sets that I don't have the whole set and it drives me nuts. You know, Uh,
1: that drives me crazy too. And will I ever
0: like read the whole set? Maybe, maybe not, but like (laughs) I want it though, you know?
1: Yeah, totally. So
0: I feel like I'm probably going to end up buying the book at some point just because that's what you do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But anyways, like, okay. Also, I think that season six is just my favorite season.
1: It's so funny because so many people don't like this season, but it's got so many good episodes in it.
0: I know. There's so many. Like, Weekend at Bobby's, this one is pretty good. It's not, like, a super, like, crazy episode, but, like, as far as, like, ratings, I, I shouldn't say as far as ratings, but as far as, like, popularity goes, I don't think this is, like, a super popular one. Yeah. But, like, you know, The French Mistake, there's all these different, you know, episodes that happen in this season that it's like, oh, these are all really good episodes, and you don't remember that they're all in season six, but I think, yeah. you know, so many people are like, oh, yeah, I love The French Mistake, or oh, yeah, I love Weekend at Bobby's, but I hate season six. It's like, that is season six. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so.
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of the episodes, the, the, they just, like, weren't sure what direction they were going with, with, like, the overarching plot.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's why people don't like it. Like, it didn't, like, season one through five, was set up perfectly and then season six just kind of was all over the place even though it's got great episodes it's still kind of all over the place and I think that's why people don't like it as much I don't have a problem with it I like it
0: yeah but that's okay to me it's not that much different than like season one you know like all the monster of the week sort of situation you know right but I mean even like this has an overarching story
1: we Mm -hmm. just don't
0: know what it is in this episode yet right Right, but still you know like I don't know it's I guess it's not as like constant like you kind of figure out what the theme of season six is like towards the end of season six rather than like well I guess more towards the middle don't isn't it more towards the middle instead of towards the end I
1: think so yeah
0: but still you know like I don't know whatever I guess you don't find out what it is right away but it's still got a theme
1: yeah but
0: anyways also okay me and my weird, like I focus on strange things. So in the episode, like when Dean goes into like the lair or whatever and Robert Serenity's like getting blood out of the fridge, they totally left the fridge open. <laughs> oh, they did.
1: Uh-huh. they
0: walked away and the fridge was just wide open. like, okay, listen, folks, let's not waste all that. you know <laughs> like, yeah, totally <laughs> like good grief. I don't just mm-mm. no
1: thanks. that's funny. I didn't notice that.
0: But, yeah, that's, I I was, it was kind of, it kind of bugged me that they left it open. And to be fair, like, the shot was, like, out of the fridge.
1: Oh, so maybe that's why.
0: But still, they left the fridge open and then walked away, you know? Yeah. No, thank you. No, I can't. It's just, like, one of those, somebody shut the fridge!
1: (laughs) Shut the fucking door! I
0: know, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um... Yeah. Other than that, my only other thought is like Dean has some impressive fighting skills while well, he's essentially like drunk. You know, like yeah, super hungry and like woozy. You know, like right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was I was impressed. He kind of went all like crazy on him and ended up being like top dog there when he was like clearly not functioning. You know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that was impressive. His fighting so, skills were amazing. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I was. I liked it. It was pretty good. But what, so what was your favorite moment from this episode?
1: My favorite moment was when Dean was um, lurking over Lisa's sleeping body (laughs) and she wakes up and she's like, Oh God. And she gets, should they get like really close together? And he has to stand up and walk away. And he goes, Oh my God, I'm Pattinson
0: which okay that's another van- that's another vampire that's another twilight scene like I know. He shows yeah. up in her room and like watches her sleep yeah <laughs> yeah yep. so you know there's i don't know which okay my favorite moment was literally all of the twilight references because i thought okay. it was hilarious like i don't really have like a favorite moment as far as like the whole thing is just kind of my favorite because of all of the little like you know
1: the little nods to it yeah yeah
0: like the little like poking fun at twilight the whole time, you know? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just love it.
1: (laughs) I love it too. I also really liked the part where Sam was trying to, um, like break into Kristen's computer and every time he entered the wrong password, it would scream at him. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I really liked that. I thought that was hilarious. That was pretty good. I liked it a lot. There, um, and I think that, so, I want to say that happened in Twilight 2, the scream sound for, like, oh, a really? computer or for something. There's something that it, or maybe they <clears throat> took the sound, because there, oh, I, like, I know I know that song, or song, that sound, and I think it's from in there somewhere, but I'm not totally sure where. I want to say it's, like, another, you know, password something or other, or maybe it was a sound from, like, so, what would it be? been? I don't know. I don't remember. But it did sound familiar.
1: Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. And it, it could also
0: me. very well not be from that, but it seemed like it was. So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there's that but anyways um, so our interesting facts for this one it says in the beginning scene where the young girl um, is with the vampire at the bar the vamp calls her Kristen and later in the alley she calls him Robert and this is a reference to the vampire human couple in the 2008 Twilight movies uh, played by Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson Um, in the opening scene the couple at the bar quotes lines directly from Twilight Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like the whole time really the whole time they do that (laughs) Um, while trying to guess the victim's password, Sam starts to ask how many T's in Pattinson um, before his attempt works. Um, it's a reference to Robert Pattinson from Twilight. There's a lot of like Twilight nods in these trivia yeah, yeah. facts. Like whoever wrote these is like, <laughs> did you hear that?
1: No, I didn't.
0: Steve's just like, <sighs>
1: oh. he's like, stop talking about Twilight. <laughs>
0: I'm over it yeah well, okay like he does that a lot it's the funniest thing like he'll lay down and he'll be sleeping and all of a sudden he'll just like
1: <sighs> <laughs> how precious He's like
0: what the heck you know, like, what are you doing <laughs> yeah but anyway he, he's super cute he's curled up into a ball right now mm. and he's kind of glaring at me like, stop making fun of me, you dirty rotten human. You, know, like, yeah. <laughs> you. Anyways. Um, so, while trying to guess the password to the missing girl's laptop, uh, Dean suggests Lautner, and Sam replies he's a werewolf. Uh, it's a reference to Taylor Lautner, who portrayed a werewolf in the Twilight Saga. <laughs> Especially in Eclipse. Um, yeah. It says, during the opening scene, the song "Bella Lugosi's Dead by Bauhaus is playing uh, the same as in the opening scene in a club in The Hunger from 1983, mm-hmm. which I haven't, I haven't seen
1: that. Huh?
0: I'm guessing it's, it's another, a vampire
1: movie. Yeah. yeah I
0: was going to say, I'm guessing it's another vampire movie for sure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says, Boris says something to the effect of they've turned us into Prince Charming with a Volvo. Um, Edward Cullen, in both the Twilight books and movies, drives a Volvo, uh, specifically an S60R in the book and a C30 in the film, and they're both silver. Okay. Um, the character, Kristen, is played by Elise... Gaten or Gatian or something. I'm not sure. Uh, The same actress who played one of the witches, one of the witch sisters in the 13th season of Supernatural. Okay. Um, So we see her later on. Uh, The song "Bella Lugosi's Dead um, is about the actor who played the most famous version of Dracula, um, which is what plays in the opening scene. Mm -hmm. Um, It says in the... Opening scene at the bar, many of the bar patrons are drinking Dead Guy Ale from Rogue Brewing Company, um, based out of Newport, Oregon. Uh, the show has shown previous bottles of beer in the in previous episodes, but they appear to be made-up beers. Oh, okay. So this is apparently their first, like, legit one.
1: Yeah, interesting. <laughs> it's not just,
0: like, prop beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so does that mean they're actually drinking beer, or do they just have the bottles?
1: I don't know. You know?
0: Like, Whatever. I, yeah. I mean, I don't see a problem with them drinking beer,
1: but... <laughs> yeah, me neither.
0: <laughs> Unless they have to do a ton of takes and they're still, like, you know... And they're
1: drunk, yeah. And <laughs> they're
0: just like, wow! <laughs> but I mean, again, that would go with the bar scene, you know? <laughs> so yeah. it wouldn't be unheard of. Or... I guess it could... I whatever. Anyways, English. <laughs> um, He says, the term Twihard from the title of the episode is fandom slang blending the words Twilight and Die Hard. Um, It describes an avid fan of Stephanie Meyer's Twilight book series or the related films. Um, The Urban Dictionary describes Twihards as people, mostly teenage girls, who obsess about fictional characters. (laughs) Yep. And let's be real. I knew a lot of those people. Like, there was, I had a, there was a group of friends that I had in, I mean, they weren't like my main group of friends, but there was a group of friends that I had in high school that were, like, super into it. Because the the movies were still, like, coming out when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, And they, like, were you know, giving each other names from the series, you know, like,
1: oh my God, like
0: this person is totally Alice and this person is totally this person or whatever. And so I got named Rosalie. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I was like,
0: okay, whatever. Just cause I'm tall and I'm blonde, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, but it was kind of funny. I was like, okay, you know, and okay. So do you know, for a while there was this, uh, there was this thing going around on Facebook where like, People were supposed to like post their celebrity lookalike as like their Facebook profile picture or whatever, you know. And I was like, okay, you know. And so, as a joke, I did it as Rosalie. And one of my mom's friends comments, she's like, Is that your daughter? She's so pretty. (laughs) Like, like, nope.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so funny
0: that's not me,
1: <laughs> but apparently
0: she looks enough like me, or I look enough like her to where, you know, I, I could, you know, fake it a little bit, which was kind of funny, but yeah, I was like, ah, you know, like
1: that's no, hilarious,
0: definitely not me, <laughs> but yeah, that was, oh man, the twilight days, <laughs> hmm
1: um,
0: So it says, after Dean follows the couple into the alley and questions the young guy, Dean tells him, all right, and bop your way out of here. (laughs) Dean is referring to the 1997 hit by the boy band Hanson,
1: which. That's right.
0: I don't know Hanson. I do know that song.
1: Yeah. Same here.
0: You know, so whatever. (laughs) Were they one of those one hit wonder bands or were they actually like a legit thing?
1: I don't really know. I think they might've had a couple other hits that I just didn't ever hear. Yeah. So I'm not sure.
0: I mean, eh, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, So it says, in an early scene, Sam and Dean are searching the bedroom of the latest missing girl. Um, Dean is disturbed by the cover of a book, which shows a man standing in a dark bedroom watching a young woman sleep. Um, Later, after being turned by a vampire, Dean goes to Lisa's house to tell her goodbye. Um, Fighting the vampire impulses, he's watching Lisa sleep in her bedroom in a manner eerily similar to the book cover that bothered him earlier. Also, very similar to twilight
1: you
0: know yep <laughs> like all of the book covers posters everything in that bedroom were all not they were twilight, all twilight you know? yep <laughs> um it says um at the end of the episode when dean has a vision of the alpha vampire he also sees twin girls in matching blue dresses reminiscent of the shining from 1980 mm-hmm but older like older yeah for yeah, sure yeah <laughs> The shining girls, you know, grown up. If <laughs> yeah. ghosts can grow up.
1: <laughs> right.
0: But whatever is fine. <laughs> so yeah, that there's a lot, a lot, a lot of twilight nods in this. <laughs> but anyways, so you know, as you might be able to guess, our research this week <laughs> is about vampires. <laughs>
1: Say what? What? That's crazy.
0: What are we even doing? <laughs> it's not twilight though. Fear not.
1: <laughs> I know. At least we didn't do twilight. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> we did not do I mean that would have been the next logical, you know, step. Yeah. But I feel like
1: no. <laughs> no, nope, I don't think I can handle it. I don't think I could either. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, okay, so this is off of the conversation.com. Um and this is it says vampire myths originated with a real blood disorder. So this is kind of like how vampires started.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um
0: so it says the concept of a vampire predates Bram Stoker's Tales of Count Dracula um probably by several centuri- c- centuries, centuries centuries. Haha. Oh no. <laughs> it says but did vampires ever really exist? Um, in 1819, 80 years before the publication of Dracula, John Polidori, an Anglo-Italian physician, published a novel called The Vampire. Uh, Stoker's novel, however, became the benchmark for our description of vampires, um, but how and where did his concept develop? It appears that the folklore surrounding the vampire phenomenon originated in the Balkan area where Stoker located his tale of Count Dracula. Um... Stoker never traveled to Transylvania or any other parts of Eastern Europe. Uh, the lands held by the fictional count would be in modern-day Romania and Hungary. Mm-hmm. Um, the writer was born and brought up in Dublin. Um, he was a friend to Oscar Wilde, who, fun fact, related to him distantly, but related to him.
1: That's awesome.
0: And Jane, um, Jane Austen, too.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. The two random. Most,
0: my aunt, or my aunt, my grandma is, like, super into ancestry stuff, so Mm -hmm. she, like, made me a list at one point of, like, all of the famous people I'm, like, distantly related to, and there's, like, a bunch of Norwegian kings, Oscar Wilde, Jane Austen, and then the 10th president, John Tyler, who has a horrid-looking nose. (laughs) He's got, like, a full-on beak. If you look (laughs) up John Tyler, it's like, oh, (laughs) okay, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: you know, like, I don't have a small nose, for sure, like, I really don't, but I'm kind of, like, oh, boy, <laughs> at least yeah. you don't got it as much as that guy over there. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny, but, Poor anyway. guy. um, yeah, so, friend Oscar Wilde and William Gladstone, who, I'm not sure who that is, hmm, maybe another writer, um, he was both a liberal and a home ruler um, in favor of home rule for Ireland. He turned to theater and became business manager of the Lyceum Theater in London. Um, it was his friendship with Armin Van a Hungarian writer, that led to his fascination with vampire folklore. Um, he consulted Van Bury in the writing of Dracula, whose main character was fas- or loosely fashioned on. Vlad the Impaler, a bloodthirsty prince born in Transylvania in 1431. Mm -hmm. Um, So it says, but where did the myth of vampires come from? Like many myths, it's based partially or partly, in fact, um, a blood disorder called porphyria, um, which has been with us for millennia, um, became prevalent among the nobility and royalty of Eastern Europe. Um, Porphyria is an inherited blood disorder that causes the body to produce less... um, heme, a critical component of hemoglobin, uh, the protein in red blood cells that carries oxygen from the lungs to the body tissues. Uh, It seems likely that this disorder is the origin of the vampire myth. Um, In fact, porphyria is sometimes referred to as the vampire disease. Um, So the symptoms of patients with porphyria are sensitivity to sunlight, um, extreme sensitivity, Um, leading to facial disfigurement, blackened skin, and hair growth. Um, Fangs, in addition to facial disfigurement, repeated attacks of the disease causes the gums to recede, exposing the teeth, which then look like fangs.
1: Okay. Um,
0: blood drinking <laughs> because the urine of persons with porphyria is dark red folklore surmised that they were drinking blood. Um, in mm. fact, some physicians had recommended that these patients drink blood to compensate for the defect in their red blood cells, but this recommendation was for animal blood. Um, it's more likely that, uh, that these patients who only went out after dark were judged to be looking for blood and their fangs led to folk tales about vampires.
1: Wow. Okay. Um,
0: the aversion to garlic. It says the sulfur content of garlic could lead to an attack of porphyria, leading to very acute pain, thus aversion to garlic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Reflections not seen in mirrors. In the mythology, a vampire is not able to look in a mirror or connect cannot see his reflection uh the facial disfigurement caused by porphyria becomes worse with time um poor oxygenation leads to destruction of facial tissues and collapse of the facial structure um patients understandably avoided mirrors
1: (laughs) oh that's awful which is awful
0: but it makes sense you know yeah um, it says fear of the crucifix um, during the Spanish Inquisition from 1478 to 1834, um, 600, quote unquote, vampires were reportedly burned at the stake. Um, some of these accused vampires were innocent suffer- sufferers of porphyria. Um, porphyria patients had good reason to fear the Christian faith and Christian symbols um, if they're burning them alive, you know?
1: yeah. Um,
0: Acute attacks of the disease are associated with considerable pain and both mental and physical disturbance. This condition has been ascribed to the English King George III, although subsequent analysis has shed some doubt on porphyria as his, as the cause of his madness. Hmm. Um, so it says, nowadays, with our scientific knowledge of porphyria, instead of fearing these folks, we can love and care for them. <laughs> Um, Porphyria remains incurable and treatment is mainly supportive, which is like pain control, fluids and avoidance of drugs and chemicals that uh, provoke acute attacks. Um, Some success has been achieved with stem cell transplants. Um, It says could Stoker could have, Could Stoker have known of the existence of porphyria and or its link to vampire folklore? Um, It was only in 1911, eight years before Stoker's book appeared, that the diseases of porphyria, uh, which apparently there are several types, um, were classified by um, H. Gunther, um, which I'm guessing some sort of physician or something. Um, Mm -hmm. However, physician, researcher, and author George Harley had described a patient with porphyria a few years earlier um through his gothic gothic gothic, gothic mm. <laughs> novel stoker surely wins the prize for the best example of myth entangled with medicine
1: well that sounds like a horrible disease god and there's no cure for it now no. i have a whole n- i have a whole new fear now crap <laughs> but
0: i mean let's be real unless you're of eastern european descent it sounds like it doesn't seem like it's super popular Yeah. And even then, like, (laughs) not super.
1: I wonder if it's contagious. Didn't say anything. It's a blood disease. So
0: it wouldn't be contagious. It would be a genetic thing. I'm sure. I mean, it doesn't say, but I'm sure that it's something that like, there's some sort of like, it's either got to be some sort of deficiency in the body, which like kickstarts it or, or here, did it, I thought it said, hold on
1: and you can't eat garlic what the fuck
0: (laughs) i love garlic like i do too the worst i put that in everything
1: oh your face Um, falls off and you can't eat garlic i
0: know what a life (laughs) um inherited blood disorder yeah okay got it so it's a genetic thing okay unless your family has it you're not gonna get it (laughs) okay and i'm pretty sure that if anybody in your family had it you would know by now. <laughs>
1: I would definitely know. Okay. For sure. <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs>
0: that sounds awful. Like I, you know, that's how I deal with camping is I like eat a ton of garlic. So that way the bugs don't bite me because yeah. bugs love me and <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah. So Same like, here. and not only that, but I just eat garlic all the time anyway. So like, if I couldn't eat garlic, that would be like the worst thing ever Mm-hmm. for sure. I would hate everything. But yeah, so that's Porphyria for you, folks. <laughs>
1: Jeez.
0: <laughs> but anyways, what was your itch moment from this week?
1: Okay, so Killian just started doing kindergarten, and he's doing it remotely, which is a giant shit show. <laughs> Can I just say, the teacher is doing a very wonderful job. I've, like, I'm impressed with her and how prepared she is every day. But yeah. Killian is just so hard to keep him engaged. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm. You know, he just, he just, it's hard for him. Like, he can watch, like, YouTube videos all day long, fine, but keeping him engaged on for four hours with the teacher, for some reason, is not going well.
0: Well, okay, not for nothing, but four hours in a row is a long time for anybody to sit there, but, yeah. like, for a kid. I mean,
1: they do get a lot of breaks, so that's nice, but well, that's still, good. yeah. Still, though. still, yeah, it's hard. But um, so he was in PE class the other day, mm-hmm. which is super cute. It's his favorite subject. <laughs> we have to like give him a big bunch of space and they play kids um, like some YouTube videos of kids doing exercises uh-huh. and and he, and he just follows along and he really loves it. It's super cute. Um, but the teacher um, at one point was like, okay, does anyone have questions about that last video we watched? And Killian raised his hand and he was like, I have adult teeth growing in. (laughs) And she was like, oh, wow, really? He's like, yeah, and this one's loose. Loose. I said loose. (laughs) This one's loose. It's loose. (laughs) (laughs) This tooth is loose. And so, and she was like, oh, so the tooth fairy is going to be coming soon. And he goes, my mommy's the tooth fairy. (laughs) (laughs) she goes she did okay she was like oh uh, not in my household anyways does anyone else have another question (laughs) so he basically told everyone that the tooth fairy isn't real or they think that I'm the tooth fairy
0: which is very possible so whenever they go back to class if somebody remembers that they're and it only takes one kid to like you drop him off at kindergarten and one kid comes up and is like you're the tooth fairy and then everybody goes wee
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, God. I couldn't believe he said that. I was like, you could hear me in the background going, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> am, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah. oh, geez. oh, my gosh. So, you told me that story. Like you've told me that story and I told one of my clients who came in, she is a kindergarten teacher, and Mm -hmm. I told her, I was like, Yes, how's like the whole um you know, Zoom thing going with kindergartners or whatever? She's like, Oh, it's something all right, you know? Yeah (laughs) and I'm like, I am so sorry and I could never do your job, so good job. Also, if it makes you feel any better, my friend's son told his entire class that the tooth fairy is his mom, and she's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, She's like, "That is the best thing ever." I was like, I'm glad you find it hilarious. She's yeah. like, "She's like, but not gonna lie. I'm glad I didn't have to deal with that." And I'm like,
1: yeah. "Oh, jeez."
0: Yeah, she's like, "It's hilarious when." I was like, "It's hilarious when it's happening to somebody else." And she's like, "Oh, 100." like yeah I would never want to deal with it but it's still hilarious
1: you know yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it happened I thought I told him that he couldn't tell his friends you know what I mean like that the tooth fairy wasn't real or Santa he knows Santa isn't real now yeah you know and but I told him like you know don't talk to your friends about this don't tell other people about this because they still believe yeah and he was like okay so he, he just forgot so dirty rotten rat <laughs> I know what a little ass butt for real yeah he what does. was your was... <laughs> oh yeah what were you just about to say
0: oh I, I was gonna say that he he was definitely the ass butt moment
1: <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah oh jeez okay what was your idiot or ass butt moment
0: <laughs> okay so I was an idiot. <laughs> I was hanging out at a friend's house and sitting on the counter as you do. And there is, um, there's hardwood floors at this person's house. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there just like minding my own business on the kitchen counter. Cause whatever, it's fine. And <laughs> there was a moth (laughs) and it it came flying at me it wasn't a very big moth but it was still a moth and I do not appreciate flying things so (laughs) I kick at it and of course miss and then the wind gust from me kicking at it brings it even closer to me. So I try and jump off the counter to get away from it. And, you know, (laughs) I was wearing socks. And so I jump, my feet hit the hardwood and fly out behind me.
1: Oh no. (laughs) I just
0: like land on my knees on the kitchen floor on the hardwood. Straight up like smack right on my knees oh it hurts so bad and I'm just like oh ah, 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 you know like oh that sounds horrible oh, no. you know and like had to try and walk it off and like it, it took a while to walk it off and some cuss words to walk it off yeah <laughs> and I'm like I'm not okay you know like this is not good you know and then of course I get teased about you know trying to run away from a moth and that's what happens you know <laughs>
1: a moth. You got to run away. (laughs) You got
0: to run away. And so, okay, I have a picture that I'm totally going to post because it's embarrassing. And my knees are like swollen. Both of my knees are swollen. They're not like super bruised, but I mean, they definitely swelled up and like (laughs) the bruising got worse later on. And so that was probably like a week ago now. The Mm -hmm. bruising is now gone off of my knees. However, I still have a lump.
1: In one of my oh, knees,
0: <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is scar tissue. Yeah. And, yeah. And it wasn't like, so it's my knees started to bruise and it didn't start to get bad until like day three. Mm-hmm. And then the bruising on my left knee spread because that's where I hit the hardest. Yeah. I it, like, I definitely had bruising on my right knee, but the left knee is where I hit the hardest and that's where I have the lump still. But it like traveled down and around my kneecap and, like, bruised on both undersides of my kneecap, and, like, Ooh. I only hit one side of my kneecap, but it bruised both sides of it, and I'm, like, that's awful, you know, like, I should never do that
1: again. <laughs> that sounds so horrible. But yeah, oh my that, God. Was, that was
0: genius, and then it got worse after that and, like, turned, like, really nasty, like, dark purple, and, like, you know, like, when you get bruising, like, I don't know if it's, like, the blood vessels that you see, or if it's just like lines, but you know how some bruises, you get them really bad and you have like dark lines in the bruises. Yeah. I don't know what causes the lines, but it had like, it was dark purple. It had a bunch of lines in it and Mm -hmm. like, it was nasty and it's probably about a week and a half. No, it's close to two weeks now. Afterwards, and like the bruising is now gone away, but I'm still my knee's still
1: lumpy, (laughs) yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, super
0: tender. Like, it doesn't you can't see it, but it's still like it definitely hurts, still. And I'm just like, this is the dumbest thing, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yeah, so I've been trying to like because I'm sure it's scar tissue, so I've been trying to like rub out the lump which sucks oh yeah (laughs) but yeah I was an idiot and I tried to run away from a moth and it ended really poorly
1: (laughs) I'm so so sorry that happened to you that sounds miserable I would have done the same exact thing too
0: I kind of like it's funny now but like at the time directly after it happened it sucked (laughs) but yeah I mean that's what happens when you're dumb (laughs) you
1: know (laughs) Oh.
0: It's fine.
1: <laughs> Whatever. It's the moth's fault. It's the Moth the made you do fault. it. A little
0: ass butt.
1: That's right. That's fine. right, moth.
0: <laughs> the moth was not the, the, the moth. The moth. The moth was the butt. <laughs> 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 moth was an ass butt. But
1: anyway. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at Idgits at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Idgits podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.